You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Eagles are 5-0. and It was a nail-biter. Had me sitting on the edge of my seat. I'm still stressed out, if we're being honest. But the Eagles move on. They survive the battle of the backup kickers. Uh, I am Shane Half, your backup uh, podcast host for today. Uh, Jess is out for today. So I'm going to be joined by Rachel. Rachel is going to be joining us to break down everything that we just saw in the Eagles' victory over the Arizona Cardinals. It wasn't always as simple as we thought it might be. Uh, I said on Twitter during the week that the Cardinals were a poorly coached team and that I didn't think this would be that good of a game, and the Eagles proved me wrong. Rachelle, how are you feeling after this one? I'm stressed. I am very, very stressed. I did not think it was going to be this close, um, but Jalen Hurst was definitely right. That's all I got to say for calling out the media about this team. They definitely gave the Eagles some problems, and so we're going to get into all of that on today's episode. Yeah, absolutely. The biggest story for me on the offensive side of the ball is, you know, you enter the game without your left tackle. Jordan Mailata is still out. Obviously, Andre Dillard has been activated in his practice window, but he's not yet playing. And so you're still rolling with Jack Driscoll. And then early in the game, you lose Landon Dickerson. You lost Jason Kelsey. Uh, Both guys later came back, but you saw the offense really struggle with those guys against a blitz heavy team, which is something that the Eagles have struggled with. We saw it week one. Uh, the Eagles really sort of struggled at times with the Lions bringing pressure. And now you had three backups on the left side of your line facing pressure looks. And the offense really struggled to know how to handle that. We take pride in the offensive line. And so it was really, really tough to see when those players, you know, came out. Um, luckily, like some of them, a few of them did come back later in the game, but nobody like that's our bread and butter. Like our offensive line is the strength when it comes to this team. So this was definitely a game where we saw more adversity last week. You know, we saw the weather, but this week it was like our old line. So I think a lot of us were on Twitter panicking because it was like, what happens when our old line is in shambles? And we got to test them. Luckily, we were able to pull away um, with this victory, but it was definitely uglier than I thought it was going to be. I didn't. I, one of my big takeaways was like, where was AJ Brown? Like this was a really, really quiet for, uh, game for AJ Brown. We didn't get to see too much from him. So, like, there was some good. There was a lot of bad and a lot of ugly from this game. And I don't know. Like, there's so much to talk about. Like, there's so much to cover from this game. Yeah, A.J. Brown goes three receptions for 32 yards on the day. And unless I'm mistaken, I think all three of those came in the first quarter. Uh, And it really felt like the wheels came off once the O-line injury started to mount. Uh, The Eagles were almost limited to just throwing screens. It it was so many screens in this game. They really struggled to do anything that was developing downfield, anything over the intermediate middle of the field. And uh, I thought a lot of that, came back to Jalen Hurts. You know, we can praise Jalen Hurts for the good games he have, and we can praise him for some of the plays that he made today, but 
all in all, I thought this was his worst game of the season so far. You could really tell once Landon Dickerson left the game that he just wasn't comfortable. Uh, it felt like a flashback to early last year in terms of his pocket management. Uh, he, he was sensing pressure that wasn't, and there was pressure there a lot, but he was sensing at times pressure that wasn't there very quick to drop his eyes and get out of the pocket. And I think a lot of that came from just being uncomfortable uh, with Suo Peta playing at left guard right next to Jack Driscoll. He seemed to be fading away. And I didn't think the Eagles did a good job of helping him out in that. If your only response to the blitz is to throw quick screens, there's a problem fundamentally with how your offense is set up. No hot reads and really not running the ball. I was surprised to see the Eagles get away from running the ball. That's one of the ways that you can really mitigate backup offensive line play or poor offensive line plays. Let those guys go and attack. Don't make them drop into pass protection. And the Eagles really got away from the run, I thought, until the final drive. And we saw them bleed out seven minutes of clock, run the ball like eight straight times and move down the field. And I'm the last person to say, run the ball. But in this game, I felt like the Eagles really should have been running the ball more at just how the game script dictated. And it kind of concerns me like moving forward because it's like, now other teams are gonna do the same like they're gonna do similar things when it comes to uh putting pressure on Jalen Hurts and so moving forward it's like are you guys gonna learn from this situation like you can't just neglect the run if that's where the strength is when it comes to the offense so that was kind of scary to see that they kind of leaned like went the opposite way they weren't really uh focusing on that and so um they definitely have some work to do this this week coming up because there's a lot more season left. And so other teams are not going to be easy when it comes to uh, letting up on Jalen Hurts. Like they're definitely going to be blitzing him times 10 after seeing this performance for sure, because of how, you know, things started to unfold. And it was dicey week one against the, against the lions, against the blitz. And I think people gloss over that because the Eagles scored 38 points, but Hurts struggled against the blitz at times against Detroit. And I feel like no one that the Eagles have played since have really tried it. And, and the Cardinals did. And, Yes, it came against backup offensive line, but schematically speaking, the Eagles offense just it's just doesn't deal with pressure well. If, if they can't block up the pressure, there's just no adjustments off of that. Now, you did see Hurts stand tall in the pocket, the big third and 11 conversion to Dallas Goddard on the last drive, and that's huge. That's something that they need to be able to do more, that they need to be able to build off of, but it is definitely something to monitor going forward because teams are, like you said, they're going to blitz the Eagles until they prove that they've got this figured out. And so it's uh, up to Shane Steichen. It's up to Nick Sirianni, in my opinion, to go back to the chalkboard and figure out what they can do. Because just throwing screens and saying, Jalen Hurts, beat the free runner with your legs, that's not sustainable long-term over the course of the season. And we started to see like both sides. like uh, Up until this game, like we were seeing that the Eagles could win you know, in the air, but they could also win it on the ground. So it was kind of just a little frustrating to see like what exactly happened this week. Like why the switch up if this was working so well, like why'd you guys, you know, try to stray away state, like stray away from this area. And so, I mean, what were some other areas that you saw that were weaknesses in this game? I know one thing I noted was like TJ Edwards. I don't think that this was one of his best games by far. Um, the tackling, which has always been a problem, was a major problem today. And so hopefully that this is like addressed uh, moving forward this, this upcoming week for sure. Yeah, I thought TJ Edwards had the first half was one of the worst halves of football that I've seen from TJ Edwards. And it really felt like the Cardinals were just trying to spread the field and they were trying to isolate TJ Edwards and pick on him. And 
Edwards has had a strong start to the year. He really struggled today, both in coverage and tackling, at least in the first half. He made some nice plays in the second half, especially like that screen that he dove down on out at the boundary. So he, he sort of got it together in the second half, but the Cardinals definitely came into the game with the mentality of attacking him over the middle of the field. When you saw cover one man looks just hitting in breakers to like Marquise Brown, PJ Edwards doesn't have a good opportunity to tackle him or just trying to isolate Zach Ertz with him one-on-one. And so, um, you know, a game like that makes you wonder how Kobe Dean's doing, because I think when Dean was drafted, we thought he would be in a rotation here. He would be a better coverage guy. Edwards would be a better run stuffing guy. And it makes you wonder if you might start to see Nicobe Dean some down the stretch, if those issues persist for Edwards. So he got better as the game went along, but it was a brutal start to the game for him. And not just for him, the defense as a whole was just really bad tackling. The the one play in particular I'm thinking of was that slant to Marquise Brown and Edwards had a shot at the tackle and missed it. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson had a shot at the tackle and missed it. And then Darius Slay had a shot at the tackle as well and he missed it. So there's three missed tackles in one play, and Brown's an athletic guy. You can't let that happen, especially if you're going to be playing man coverage. You've got to be able to come up and tackle. And there was another play that was later. This might have been in the second half of the game, but it was a uh, Hollywood Brown. He, like, dropped the ball. I'm pretty sure that that was that play. But if he would have caught, I think it was Hollywood Brown. If he would have caught that, that could have easily been a touchdown. Um, So the tackling was horrendous today, like really, really bad. I just don't understand it. And even like that third and 17 that the Cardinals picked up on that screen pass, not necessarily missed tackles on that play, but just poor recognition from the, or from the defense to allow a screen pass to pick up a third and 17, that, that particular drive, they converted a third and 17, a third and three and a third and 11 before the Eagles finally got off the field. So third down defense was a big thing for the Eagles as well today. I thought early in the game, they did a good job of putting pressure on Kyler Murray. They only get one sack on the day. Hassan Reddick, I believe it was. But late in the game, it just felt like everything went into soft coverage. It felt like we were back to week one, Jonathan Gannon, who was playing scared. And maybe he's got, you know, the Hollywood Brown dropped pass that could have been a touchdown. Maybe something like that is in his head and that's influencing him as a play caller. But almost nothing good happened when the Eagles dropped into those soft spot drop zone coverages today. And it felt like that's what they continued to do. And it's what they did on the final drive, too. They were fortunate that the Cardinals missed that field goal that should have sent the game to overtime. I think we have a question here in the comments. What's the best way to, for Hertz to beat the Blitz? Do you just audible to a hot route to beat the Blitz or a question mark? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different things you could do. Having I, One of the things that the Eagles did a lot today that I didn't really like was they were going into condensed sets. And the reason I didn't like that is it makes it easier for the defense to disguise who's coming on a blitz. Now, naturally, everyone is packed up at the line of scrimmage and it's harder to read out who's going to come or if anybody's coming. Now, the reason they did that was they were working the flats so much. It gives you room to operate. But the Eagles have two really good receivers in Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown. I would love to see them spread it out against the blitz. Go empty or, or maybe just, you know, keep a running back, whatever, but spread spread it out. And you have a man beating route to either side of the field and just take the look that you like. Most teams don't have two corners that can cover those two guys. I mean, A.J. Brown was having his way with Marco Wilson early in the game. And so just having that quick slant or that quick hitch or whatever it is to beat man or to beat the blitz is something the Eagles have to add. And 
I don't know why they don't have that in their offense, but it's something that film guys have been talking about on Twitter since the Lions game. The Eagles just don't do that. And I don't know if it's because Hertz is not able to read that out or if they're not comfortable with him adjusting that at the line of scrimmage or if they just think the best way to beat the blitz is to trust that Hertz can beat a linebacker or a defensive end one-on-one with his legs. That works to a degree, but sometimes you just have to have a schematic answer. And I don't think the Eagles have that in their arsenal right now. So that's what I would like to see. Spread those guys out. Let one of them go win. You've got two great two great receivers. Let one of them do some work. At least they won. Yeah, at least, at least they won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's a good takeaway. We we talk about adversity, yeah. and we talked about the Eagles being tested, and, and they weren't tested in week two, week three. They had big leads at halftime. Last week they were tested. They fell in a fourteen to zero hole, and, and they scored twenty nine unanswered points in bad weather, and they won the game. This week, it's rough. You're down three offensive linemen at one point. You're down a slot corner. You've got guys dropping like flies. The offense isn't clicking, and yet they still find a way to grind out a win. And so those are character-building wins. You would not like for it to be that close, Uh, but if we're going to put a positive spin on it, it's that they've won two close games now, back-to-back weeks. They've battled some adversity, and so uh, that, that is valuable when you get down the stretch into December and January in those tight games. Yeah, I'm looking on Twitter right now. And a lot of people have the same type of vibe. Like we escaped this game. Like it was a trap game. We got away. We're lucky. Um, It's not always going to be like that. But so far, I'm really just seeing like escape with that one. The penalties kill drive. Somebody said happy, concerned, exhausted. This was definitely an exhausting game to watch for sure. Survive trap game. I already mentioned that one. Got bailed out. Um, And so ugly wins count. That's I think true. that one, you know, is very similar. <laughs> it does count. But yeah, um, it wasn't the best win. Relief, happy, concern. So some people were definitely concerned after this win, but a win is a win. So we just got to address the things that we were struggling with this week and hope the, hope the next week, especially against Dallas, is better than today was because it's not going to be – it's going to be a completely different ball game against Dallas. Yeah, and hopefully you're going to get some of these guys back. I mean, we had – Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey were back on the field at the end of the game. So hopefully they're fully healthy. Maybe you can get Jordan Mailata or even get Andre Dillard back. But the Eagles offense really shot themselves in the foot a lot. It was like you would get a good drive going, then there's a holding penalty. You get a good drive going, Devonta Smith drops a pass. How often do you see that happen? And so it was a litany of errors from the offense. It wasn't the defense's best day. Special teams made some errors, and we've talked about that before. Like Special teams is going to lose the Eagles a football game. Uh, Britton Covey muffs the punt, and I saw some people saying that should have been a flag. Like They showed the replay. The guy doesn't get there early. He should have fair caught it. The Britton Covey experiment at punt returner probably needs to end. You give up a fake punt that cost the Eagles three points before half, and I believe the Eagles have scored in a two-minute drill right before halftime every game leading up to this. So it costs you three points and a chance to go score. So in a lot of ways, this was a worst-case possible game for the Eagles, and yet they win. And they do it because the other team's special teams lets them down, which is kind of poetic. So nice to see. Uh, Hopefully the Eagles fix their issues and we're not on the other side of that down the road. It is crazy to think that like these previous – games we've been talking about how they were complete wins this I, this game i feel like it wasn't one area to blame which is not a good thing either it wasn't like oh we can only blame tackling like 
it was just all around a bad performance for the Eagles. And so I can't wait to hear like the post-game press conferences because if Jalen Hurts was talking about these past few weeks, how those were not to his standard, this was like regression, like from the whole team. So it's kind of disappointing to see, but we just got to bounce back next week. That's all they can do. Um, it says Cowboys won't know what hit them next week. Hopefully that we need that to be a win for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that's true. Cause suddenly the NFC East is looking pretty competitive. Yeah. <laughs> that both the giants and the Cowboys sitting at four and one, which I, I won't lie. That surprises me. Uh, I think they have the yeah. best, the NFC East has the best combined record in the NFL right now. So I saw that somebody tweeted that out and I was like, wow, that's actually inc- insane. But NFC beast. Yeah. We're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back. Love it. Yeah, I, I think about this game and again, I just I think about all the things that went wrong. And yet the Eagles on the road are able to get out with a win. And that that's invaluable to, to go on the road. And of course, the fans traveled well. They basically made it a home game. But to go to the West Coast and to play a game where you have so many things go wrong and you're still able to pull out that win. Like what we talk about, the you know, the Chiefs and we say, you know, they dropped that game against the Colts. They should have won, but they didn't. And you look at the Bills and they dropped a game that they probably shouldn't have, but they did. The Eagles probably should have dropped this game, but they didn't. And so at the end of the day, they're still 5-0. and They're the only undefeated team. And they've got a lot of things to clean up going into a huge game on Sunday Night Football against Dallas. If they can win that game, get to the bye, 6-0, and get healthy, hopefully figure out how to beat the Blitz, uh, you know, we can be looking to make a great run in the second half of the season. When you look at the upcoming games in this season outside of the Cowboys like are who are the other teams that like concern you um let me pull up the schedule real fast so yeah so you have the Cowboys which obviously um Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons that's going to be a really good test for the offensive line you really want uh Jordan Mailata back for that game um, then they get the buy, the Steelers the Texans the Commanders the Colts it, it, you really have a fairly soft schedule until you get down to the end of November against the Packers. We talked about that a little bit last yep. week, but the Packers just lost to the Giants. So, I mean, yeah. the, the Eagles schedule is really nice this year. I think coming into the year, it was like the 30, the 30th overall strength of schedule. Uh, there's not yeah. a lot of tough games on there, but we would have said coming into this game that the Arizona game shouldn't have been a tough game. And it was. So any given Sunday, um, you can't, you can't count the wins before you get there, but the Eagles do have a favorable schedule. Uh, they just need to get to their bye. I was looking at the same thing. Uh, Cowboys are definitely going to be, I mean, the division games are always going to be interesting. Um, and then, like you said, the Packers, Steelers, no, Texans, no, Commanders, no, Colts, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't remember um, what the timeline is on TJ Watt coming back, but I'm pretty sure he is not. It, it's like later in the year before he can get back. So he makes that Steelers team a, a lot different. But for sure. Yeah. Uh, we've got another comment says that I love the competitiveness in our division. I want the Giants and Cowboys at their best. Can't make excuses then. I'm okay with that as long as the Eagles walk yeah. out with the win. I don't I don't right. I don't mind beating like an 0 and 5 Cowboys team. That's just as sweet to me as beating a 4 and 1 Cowboys team, but Oh, for sure. We can also mention I love this comment about the revenge tour, which is crazy how these games were stacked up these last few weeks. Uh, Carson Wentz, Dougie P, and now we all saw Zach Ertz. And so the fact that we won all of these, that's something else to brag about for sure. It's true. Although to be fair, 
Is it really a Zach Ertz revenge game? I feel like I feel like there's nothing but love for the Eagles from Zach Ertz. So yes, familiar yeah, faces. Yeah. They did take a really big hit on him though. Um, during this game. Yeah, it was. Or is that the the pass that Epps broke up? Is that the one you're thinking of? Yes, I'm pretty sure that's. Yeah. yeah, that was a really good play by Epps, by the way. If I remember correctly, that was a third down, and Epps closed from. I think he was playing a cover one safety. Uh, role and he was able to come in and break that up so it was a little off target throw from Murray Ertz would usually catch that but it was a good job by by uh, Epps to come in and break that up when I didn't understand why the Eagles got away from that I thought early in the game and I didn't expect this I expected them to be zone heavy to account for Kyler's legs but they came out and they played a lot of cover one man with Kazir White primarily spying Kyler Murray and it seemed to work uh, the interception came on a cover one that first drive they ran that on third down and and they sort of got away from it and I don't really know why uh, I'm anxious to kind of dive into the all 22 when that comes out and see what was going on but it really felt like the defense changed entirely and, and I'm not sure what caused that because it was playing really well early in the game another comment I would have liked to see Gannon challenge Murray more with different rushing techniques and blitzes felt the D was a little too scared of Murray's Houdininess. Yeah, Murray really didn't he didn't run the ball at all until that last drive. And then they started designing those QB, those QB draws, which thankfully for the Eagles, I don't know what Murray was thinking, sliding short of the marker on that second down, spikes the ball on third down. Like there's no, there's no <laughs> chance that they wanted to kick that field goal, but you have no choice at that point. So uh, you know, shout out to Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury having some poor game sense at that point. And I think somebody said on Twitter that the clock operators put up first down and that's what they were going off of. But Murray has to know where he's at in that situation. You can't slide there. And that's one of the thing I one of the things I love about Jalen Hurts. I, I don't want you to go take a lot of hits, but he knows when he can go down or get out of bounds versus when he needs to lower the shoulder. And that's a situation that Murray needed to make sure that he got the first down. And, and that's one of the big differences, in my opinion, between Murray and Hurts. Can we talk about that development when it comes to Jalen Hurts, the play that was going crazy on Twitter where he was like um, on the run, like he was on the move and he completed that pass. I don't remember who it was to. Yeah, um, it was it was deep in their own territory. I tweeted out the clip, but I can't remember exactly when it was now. Um, it was deep in their own territory against a blitz and he evaded pressure out left and then he got out to the sideline. He keeps his eyes downfield. I think it was to Devonta Smith and he's able to stop and flip his hips and step into the throw. And I mean, he gets hit, he knows he's going to take a hit, but he delivers that. And, and the hurts of last year doesn't make that throw. He's running as soon as he breaks the pocket. And that was good to see, especially on a day where he did look rattled. He looked jumpy in the pocket. A lot of times still when he was getting out, he was looking to throw the ball downfield. So he finishes the day with 15 carries. I feel like eight of those were QB sneaks. I don't know. Um, always QB sneak, by the way. Always, especially with Jalen Hurts. But I, I loved the touchdown that he had. I think it was the first one where Dallas Goddard was like dragging him into the end zone. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I'm happy to see it. Um, there was so much like negativity surrounding him going into the season. So to see a lot of people hopping on this Jalen Hurts bandwagon, I mean, it's crazy, but he's definitely like proving himself and. I don't have like, I mean, today, yes, we saw um, he had the interception. It wasn't his best performance by any means, but he still looks like really, really good compared, compared to last season. So, and that was, that was on, and that, it, that did end up getting uh, ruled incomplete, but 
that was a terrible throw. And it was the same type of throw he threw the pick six on against the Jags. It was a crossing route that he was late to, and he, he tried to thread it into coverage and it didn't work. So that's something to watch out for, uh, you know, back to back weeks, he could have made a big mistake there. He gets kind of bailed out by the, I wouldn't call it a drop. It was a super athletic play by the safety, just not able to bring it in. That's why those guys play defense. But um, yeah. again, to see him, you know, last week he throws the pick six. He's not rattled by it. And again, today uh, he makes that bad throw. He was under pressure a lot, but when it counted, he steps into the, he steps into the pocket on a third and 11 and he hits Dallas Goddard over the middle of the field and, and extends that drive and ultimately puts the game away. So shout out to Jalen Hurts for that. I, I felt like today that he succeeded, that the Eagles won this game because of Jalen Hurts. It certainly wasn't because of the offensive game plan that Shane Steichen put together or the defensive game plan that Jonathan Gannon put together. Hurts did this for the Eagles. And it wasn't his best game. It's probably his worst game of the year. But it's a game that they don't win if he wasn't their quarterback. I'm surprised in your perusing of the three words that there wasn't more negativity in the three words. I feel like I feel like it was more positive today than it's been when the Eagles were winning big. Um, okay, I, I found one. <laughs> Fired Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> there you go. They're back. There you go. Um, okay, somebody said annual heart attack. Dodged a bullet. Um, S my pants. You know, this is a funny show, but uh, S my pants. Yeah. Nothing like crazy. Offense went where five and zero. Oh, lucky, lucky, lucky. Um, so not to sweat too much. I think that was all of well, us. Well, when the when the Cardinals were driving down the field at the end of the game, my Apple Watch asked me if I was having a medical emergency. So what? <laughs> had to. I had to walk around and take a breath for a second, a few deep breaths, and that, that's the most nervous I've been during a game in a long time. Wow. But at least we got to win, you know. So, yeah, we get a win. We move on five and oh, just like you want it. Five and oh, taking on Dallas on Sunday night football, the four and one Cowboys. It seems like they're going to get Dak Prescott back. It would be hilarious if the Cowboys go undefeated with Cooper Rush and then Dak comes back and they lose the first game back. I would love to hear like the chance for Cooper Rush all over Twitter. Oh, for sure. For sure. When are we? I've got another comment here. When are we going to start talking about our punt coverage team? Uh, there's always unblocked return tacklers in our returners' face. When do we start looking at the special teams coordinator? I've been saying that. I, I was saying that even back into last year. The Eagles' special team just hasn't been good, uh, and that's part of what irritates me so much about the fake that they gave up. When is the last time the Eagles blocked a punt or returned one for a touchdown? It doesn't happen very often. So if you're not going to have a positive return game, at least just play punt safe and don't give up a, few, a fake punt. And I don't know, that that's just irritating. When you're playing a game that is that close, you've got to win on the margins. And I felt like the Eagles lost every margin today, and they still walk away with the win. So Well, that's the major hole. But that's something that I feel like people have been talking about every week. It's not like just this game. Special teams have definitely, like you said, been a concern. And so – that's something that needs to be addressed, but I don't know when and I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, you can trace it back over the last few games. You had, you know, Elliott gets hurt last week. The The kick was almost blocked. Uh, uh, Rusher coming off of the same edge against the Vikings does block the kick, and they're really fortunate that Aaron Sipos ran it down. And so special team, uh, Britton Covey, this wasn't his first month. Muff, he's had one. I don't remember which game, but it's been an issue. Uh, it's been a continuing issue, so. It's something they have to clean up. Uh, 
Patrick says, I saw a report that Prescott would have to make a huge jump in his recovery to start versus the Eagles. I don't know how true it is, though. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think first injury report will come out on Wednesday. Jerry Jones might do everybody a favor and spill the beans on Monday like he did last week. So we can, we can cross our fingers for that when his little narcissism radio tour that he does. Yes, always, never fails. <laughs> Man, I feel like I'm still stressed out. I feel like my heart's still beating. Fast. You can breathe. You can breathe. You have to win. <sighs> what a game. Relax, relax. We what got game. it. That game took a year off my life, so. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I I am running into a wall here. Rachelle, do you have any final thoughts about the game that you want to get off your chest before we close this one out and get out of here? I think we touched on them. On them. My major takeaways were tackling was an issue. Uh, TJ Edwards, that wasn't his best game. So I want to see him have a bounce back performance next week. Um, Smitty, uh, that was a rare drop from him. And so hopefully this was just a one and done. I don't want to see that anymore. And then the, the birds just have to bounce back. The Eagles. Yeah. Just have to bounce back next week. We have to have a, a more like well-rounded win, like a more complete win. This was just sloppy. Um, but a win is a win. And so how about you? Uh, oh, one other thing was Darius Slay. We know he was banged up in the last game. I thought his tackling was particularly bad today. And I wonder if it's not, I can't remember. It was either a forearm or a back injury. It might've been both. I can't remember for sure. It was forearm okay. um, from last. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Slay's never been like yeah. a, you know, aggressive. I want to go hit somebody guy, but he looked especially timid today. So that's something that people can monitor going forward too. If in fact, you know, that arm is impacting his tackling. That's a big deal, especially if you want to try to play a lot of man coverage, you need everybody to be able to tackle. So something to keep an eye on. Jordan Davis, rookie yeah. rookie draft pick watch here. I thought Jordan Davis had some mm -hmm. really good plays against the run today. Um, didn't affect the pass a whole lot, but had a couple really good plays against the run, and I always love to see that. Yeah, yeah Sipos, he had some good, good punts down inside the 20, which isn't something we've seen a lot lately. So mm -hmm. one part, one portion of special teams takes a step forward, kind of take a step yeah. back. So also yeah. really hope we get Jake Elliott back. No offense to, to Dicker, the kicker. Yeah. I mean, good he for him. Field goals, but, but he makes me nervous. Yeah. Jake Elliott doesn't make me nervous. Yeah. So uh, hopefully Fair. Jake Elliott is back next week for that game. Yeah, that would be awesome. So. All right. Well, I think that is going to about do it for us. Another post-game reaction show, another victory that we get to celebrate for at least one more week. We continue the string of victories at 5-0. The Eagles defeat the Cardinals 20-17 to and set up a huge, huge divisional showdown in primetime, Sunday night football next week against the 4-1 Dallas Cowboys. Thank you to everybody who joined here today. Uh, your comments, even if we didn't get them up on the screen, we appreciate you guys. Uh, keeping it tuned here. Stay tuned to the feed this week. We're going to have a lot of shows coming up, breaking down what you saw this week. We've got a new show launching later this week. We'll get into previewing the Cowboys. There's a lot of stuff here, so keep it tuned to Bleeding Green Nation. Uh, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a five-star rating and review. We really appreciate it all. So from me and from Rachelle, from BGN Radio, thank you guys for joining and go Birds. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. 
Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.